and welcome to episode 11 of Elite Team Leadership Podcast. My name is James O'Connor and today's episode was absolutely amazing, having a sit down with Sam Rashan, who's from the e-traffic group, which is a company based in Australia, in most of the cities actually, and across the globe basically now. Um, it's expanded dramatically and gone from an absolute startup a couple of years ago with three employees and he was one of the uh, three founders and now it's up to 37 employees uh, and really going gangbusters. Um, and we got to sit down for a good hour um, today and really um, go through some awesome things um, from really performing at your best through your nutrition through to he's just his general background and and just, you know, key to success. It's absolutely awesome. Um, he's a super successful dude from a guy, you know, flipping cars at 16 to flipping houses at 18 years old. And an amazing story come from um, Iran and across to Australia at 12 years old. So there's some super stories. Um, listen out for the one where he went to university, how he got through his course, uh, to how he's at 27 years old now and, and in running a multi-million dollar company. Um, so really enjoy this one and as always guys, think of someone out there um, you know who might love this um, so make sure you let them know about this podcast in particular this episode uh, with Sam because he's super amazing and I'm sure those people will get a lot out of it. So I guess in a way have a little bit of a duty just like me to get this out to you guys is for you guys to pass it on to one of your mates or one of your family um, members to listen to this one because it is an absolute beauty. So sit back, enjoy, and uh, and listen and learn from a super champion like Sam Rochon. Hello and welcome to Elite Team Leadership. I'm super excited uh, today to have Sam Rochon joining us. Um, from the e-traffic group here in Melbourne and across Australia. Um, Sam is heavily involved in the web marketing, web design, across through to applications and all other types of marketing on the internet. And yeah, super excited having him in. We're going to talk about a whole range of topics. So welcome, Sam. Thank you very much for having me. It's a awesome. pleasure. Awesome, man. So we're sitting here in uh, my lounge room and we were just having a big conversation the last sort of half hour and I'm like, we've got to record some of this shit because it's that so good. And... Sam, I sort of want to start really about, we are talking earlier um, about sort of high performance and like you are talking about the days of, you know, drinking whiskey during the middle of the day type thing, it's just gone. Like the high performers and the elite business people are sort of joining almost the sporting ranks, aren't they, in a way, in terms of preparing their body and mind and everything um, to get the maximum performance mm. out of themselves. Mm. Yeah, I mean, the, uh, what we were talking about earlier is... Um, something that it really appeals to everyone of various ages and backgrounds and you're talking about we we're talking about these business people because of the internet and how fast you can uh, retrieve information or gather information everything's become such a fast pace so um, in a way where I think you shared that information that athletes are at the top of their game and they are ahead of a lot of business people and the successful business people such as Tim Ferriss You'll be able to see that they're very active, and I'm talking about not, you know, this drinking um, uh, whiskey at middle of the day, like madman style. Yeah. <laughs> if you actually go and um, do any research on any of these successful people, you'll see that they're up till three in the morning, and they're up at six or seven, like exercising to make sure that they've got the right mindset, the right, um, uh, they're in the right state of mind, and being healthy is 
the best uh, form of practice on being at the top of your game. And I think that any successful person, irrespective of what you do, whether it's business or it could be for personal um, growth or personal development, exercise is such an important component of you just becoming a better version of yourself. Um, funny you say that you, we wanted to do this meeting at 7.30 and I'd like to do it but at 7 o'clock I'm at the gym exercising yep. and that won't change for anyone you know so yeah. it's just because I know that I did that and now I'm quite fresh I'm, I'm excited yep. and, and I've had my exercising I've got the right endorphins in my body you know yep. yeah so I guess we sort of want to touch on um looking into the food I guess we'll start with that sort of area like obviously it's um, so important and you sort of mentioned the diet you were looking you were trialing earlier a few weeks back let me just talk about that the sort of fasting for 20 hours and then eating in four hours like I think this is fascinating yeah so um, I'm a heavy believer and like following the faith I follow uh, there's a thing called independent investigation of the truth. So I always, irrespective of the information I receive from anyone or from yourself, whatever it may be, I will go and investigate it myself to be able to understand. So whether I investigate it, then I will attempt it myself because there's so much information out there. And we know now the amount of crap that marketing and politics and other uh, companies or corp corporations have fed to us. And there a lot of them is not truth, you know, twisting the truth and, so, again, independent investigative truth is what you do. So it's a good tip. Yeah, and um, we were, I guess, I'd like to do a lot of jujitsu, or because I know a lot of my friends are involved in it, but I can't because I'm short in time. Not that you know I'm, I'm super busy, but um, being doing what I do and just always wanting to be active and wanting to run various businesses and trial and error, it leaves leaves little room for exercise and um, really, you know, not, I'm not a personal trainer, so. To make this fun, I try to change the way I eat to be able to trial and test things to see what works best for me. And there was a gentleman, um, Sam, I forget his name, he's actually a bodybuilder who's won a several competitions, a bit of a unit. And um, he was telling me how he met the guy who owns um, or sold Gatorade, um, who's a scientist, wow. and he okay. trains a lot of these international athletes. Um, and how he was saying that, um, you know, I'm trying to uh, make this long story short. No, no. Um, and he was talking about how we've been doing it this this wrong this whole time, and so this intrigued me. And I'm just thinking, okay, how is this guy in competition mode uh, or competition physique for such a long period of time? Competition physique. What I mean by that is, people don't eat or drink three days prior to actually competing. So this guy was lean. Yeah. So I was like, all right. So I'm I'm interested. I'm, I'm I really want to hear what you have to say. And so basically, what he told me, and this is the information that I received from this guy who did Gatorade. Yeah, yeah. He's an American guy. The guy. He's an American guy. Yeah. So yeah. he was just lucky enough that he, his nutritionist knew this guy. Yeah. And you know the nutritionist contacted my friend, yep. uh, who's actually a policeman, and he basically followed him up. He said, "Look, can we set up a meeting?" And in forty-five minutes, this whole conversation happened. He said, "Look, our bodies are not actually uh, able to break down, uh, absorb carbs properly, and they never have been." Um, if you look at the history, the only reason that we have carbs in our um, diet, and again, this, please anyone investigate this for yourself, but um, why we consume so much carbs is back in the day, in the Egyptian times, they found out, or basically they uh, realized that um, grain 
is something that they can grow a lot of and they can store for a long period of time. Yes. And back in the day, meat would go out. They don't have such things yes. as fridges. Yep. So this actually helped grow humanity and progress uh, humanity forward. So what century are we talking? Is this, is this like early, early... This is like in the BC times. This is, BC, the, okay. so this is where the, the, the Egyptians basically found out. Yeah, right? exactly. So this yeah. is when um, what they would do is like... My background's Iranian. And one of the yep. things that uh, Iranians do in tradition, they would grow... Uh, particular type of grass before the new year like they'll grow various types of grains and which one ever grew they would uh, farm that because they thought that that in the future is going to be like in that coming year is going to be the most fruitful grain okay right and yep. this is this came from the egyptians i'm making yeah. an assumption yeah but um, <clears throat> but the reality is is that when the, this guy investigated it there is a thing called the versimili which is what breaks down the protein component of whatever we consume and it actually struggles to break down the protein in carbohydrates yeah. and when you consume protein especially fats with your carbohydrates it actually acts like a sponge right so instead of absorbing it you can't absorb it and when you have sugar or carbs it absorbs that right yeah. so then he actually talked about how this also affects your diabetes and so on and then he introduced this particular new way of eating and he said look the person um, introduced saying look 25% protein 75% fat so this is something that a lot of people might now um, question and go this is going against wow. everything that I've studied and it's true because it same thing happened when I was speaking to this bodybuilder yeah. and he said the same thing because I couldn't understand it and I couldn't understand it at the time myself the only thing I could do is you know what I'm bored I can trial this um, and he gave me some examples of saturated and unsaturated fat and protein and you make sure you have your green so let's just say 200 grams of steak cooked in half a tub or uh, a bar of butter yeah. um, with 250 grams of mozzarella cheese and a broccoli, yeah. right? You fast for 20 hours and you have a four hour eating period. So do you eat in the evening or in the morning? I personally ate between two till six. Two till six in the afternoon. Okay. Yeah, two till six in the afternoon. And I had two meals. And one of them would be like, a, uh, would be 200 grams of steak. And this is like two kilos worth of food. And there was so much fat. Now, the, the idea behind it is, if you remove carbs and sugar from your meals, then your body is able to break down whatever it needs and shit out whatever it doesn't need. Yeah. Right? So, what are the things, what does your brain need um, to function really well? Well, protein, isn't it? Cholesterol. Cholesterol. Yeah, it's really, really good for it, right? Cholesterol is really good for our body. It's just what do we consume fat with? And everyone eats it with bread, uh, grains, and so on, right? And sugar. Remove that. And I started eating this. and. To my surprise, I was able to lift heavier. I was able to concentrate throughout my day a lot better. And I wasn't working towards my next meal, which yeah. was brilliant. And there's another guy called David Asprey. He does a uh, brilliant guy. He's a biochemist. Um, and he's got yeah, a website called The Bulletproof Diet. Okay. Very similar. Very similar. In a, uh, He basically wanted to be able to create a, a type of diet that um, you're aware and basically on your game. 24 7 and i tried that and that's also very effective um so you eat drink this um, um coffee with half a tub of butter with mct oil which is multi-chain triglycerides anyway so this type of eating has really helped and i've actually lost seven kilos i was 97 i'm 91 kilos kilo, yeah so really uh, i haven't that. lost any strength at yep. all just a lot leaner and um you know i, I don't prepare meals i don't cook meals and uh, you know yes on the weekends i might eat meals out of pleasure but to me it's just fuel 
Yeah. I want to be able to be aware of the whole time because yeah. I spend, you know, I'm, I'm up by 7 a.m. I sleep at 3 a.m. Yeah. Right. So I'm, I'm, I have four hours of sleep and I just, in that time, I don't have, I don't want to prepare meals and cook meals. Now, this might not be for the people. I, I'm totally similar. I, I hate preparing meals. I don't like cooking. I, I don't, yeah, just the whole eating for me. If I didn't have to do it, eaten away I wouldn't eat you know what I mean like it doesn't really excite me you know people you watch MasterChef and everyone gets pumped up and mm. loves cooking and different meals um, so this is interesting to me and I guess we're sort of tying this in with the fact that this sort of thing is looking at your diet and looking at uh, ways of eating is going to improve your performance so whether you're you know in a startup business or whether you're looking to be even just in general life or sport or whatever it is eating and getting that right and really researching and looking into it um, is going to make a huge perform, you know, a huge difference. And that's what we're all about here on this podcast is making people get better. Yeah. Um, so along with eating, what else? What other things are you people looking? Obviously, you've got your spiritual side. You know, even sleep. You obviously don't sleep much. You don't obviously think a lot of sleeping away. If I could not sleep, I'd do it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love sleep, but the more I'm awake, the more I have time to research. And I. Um, you know, I've got two business partners, the actual main shareholder of e-traffic group and another business, part- well, two other business partners and um, th- they're amazing people to work with and one of them is, uh, both of them are just um, far beyond basically what um, my understanding of business and life is, which is great to have people that are of that caliber because then you have something to work towards and you can get, get a lot of information from them. How old are those guys? They're much older than you. Same age. Same no. age. So what are they, about 20... 27, 27, 27, 28. So if you speak to those, both of them, it will blow your mind as to these 27 year olds and the amount of knowledge that they have, you know, and every person that has met these business partners of mine are just flabbergasted by the amount yeah. of knowledge and not just business knowledge, just general knowledge that they have and the way they look at life, you yeah. know? And the other thing that I would say that would be fitness is one of them. When you're healthy, you're always at your peak. Yeah. The, what you eat is who you are. So it's such a big important part. Like you can't, you know, eat crap if you want once in a while, but you just really got to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. And the other one is, I'm, you know, I do believe that we are spiritual beings and we're having a um, uh, physical experience. You know, we're yeah. here for a short amount of time. We've got to make a difference. And, mm-hmm. and this is what we've got to do. And um, that after this life is eternal, you know, no heaven or hell. Um, and we're here to grasp on an understanding of who we are. Um, and the other thing is you got to be really, you have, have a strong spirit. So what I mean by that is you just really got to look at everything positively. Your mindset is what makes you a successful person yeah. or a person that's, you know, um, the, there's a book called the, the uh, something of war. I'm trying to remember what it is, but it talks about how you are your own um, hurdle. And yeah. there's so many um, challenge, um, uh, what's the word for it? there's so many obstacles that are in your way and a lot of those are your own restrictions yeah. you know hating yeah. on other people's thoughts yeah. and when someone talks to you about an idea first thing that you do yeah. is um, like criticize them yeah. or criticize someone for the, mm. uh, the and these are all restrictions that you're putting on yourself and you're not enabling yourself to become the better version of you isn't it interesting I had um, my housemate um, a guy I um, live with he mentioned to me uh, one of his mates started a business up online and it was, it was interesting it's actually a little dog business basically dog little sausage dog yeah. And they sell sausage dog, like uh, little, you know, 
bags and rugs and collars and all that sort of stuff. And a year ago, everyone was sort of laughing at you, you're starting a little sausage dog business. And turns out now they're doing, you know, really good money per month. I think, you know, pushing 40, 50K a month now just for selling dog things across the globe. And it's interesting um, that you talk about, you know, mindset and, and the fact that, uh, and having the wheel sort of to overcome those and, and keep going because these guys, if they listened to the naysayers 12 months ago, they would have been bankrupt out of business, wouldn't even try it. But they went ahead and loved what they did and, and now they've got a little successful business on the side. You know what I mean? If um, you look at every successful person, yep. they go against the wagon. So if everyone's following the bandwagon, the people that are super successful are the ones that go against it. And the people that at the start, if you think about, you know, Bill Gates told you at his time that, hey, I'm going to create a software that's going to make me a multi-billionaire. What's the first thing that people do? They hate. Yep. We got to remove yep. that because you, we never know um, what is to come in the future. Mm-hmm. And what all you're doing when you disable, you have that mindset you're just disabling yourself and you're right you know it's just so interesting how uh, when there's a there's a very successful entrepreneur who's like 65 uh, Dave Dan Panay um, who talks about this stuff and when someone says like you give them a business idea keep in mind that you have to be done your research you know what you're doing you pitch this to somebody else who is a business owner and as soon as the masses you hear they hate on it there's got to be something there yeah. That's what he yeah. said, which was really interesting. Well, I love you go back to, was it Gandhi who says, first I'll ignore you, um, and then I believe, then they will resist you and fight you, and then they'll basically accept you to a, I think it's a bit more detailed than that, but basically, yeah, so they ignore you, fight you, and then they accept you. And I think that's so mm. true for anything you do that's outside the norm. Like, if you go back even to look at Facebook 10 years ago, it didn't even exist, or just, just coming in. Can you, can you imagine back then telling people that Mark Zuckerberg is going to be the most probably influential person on the planet nearly? No. Um, and done 10 years. And mm-hmm. I guess internet, which you're an expert in, um, it's becoming, or it's unleashing the younger generation. Our generation, you're talking about 27-year-olds running the planet now. Like Zuckerberg's mm-hmm. 29. Um, look at all these superstars, Tim Ferriss, 30, all those guys. Yeah. Absolutely dominating. And I think that whole whiskey era that we go back to, the old generation, it's, it's not cutting the mustard anymore. Yeah. Um, talking about disabling people, when we started the business, the amount of hate I got even from relatives and family, wow. you know, business partners, uh, like when I explained who my business partners are and people who knew them or associated with them would give you such negative feedback. And you just realize like, what's the benefit in it for you to be so negative about this? And we soldiered on and, you know, we're a successful business, yeah. uh, turning over a couple mil a year. Yeah. Uh, we've only been around for, for a couple of years and now yeah. we're branching off to so many various industries. And, um, you're now in all the, all the state capitals now, Melbourne, Sydney. Yeah. Brisbane. Well, we actually do have clients internationally, but we are, uh, we basically provide marketing and development, um, products to businesses, small, medium to, you know, uh, Distributors to Bunnings, for example. How many employees do you have now? You have, I think last time I, you were saying around 40 odd? 37. Uh, 37. So we started with three of us in a backyard a couple of years ago. Unreal. And um, now we have 37 internationally, you know, people around the globe. Um, and that's the beauty of it, you know? Yeah. Um, and now there's, I mean, I can go into that as well. Oh. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just really interesting how we, we look at it. And just the fact that I'm here, yeah. like, I mean... 
background is Iranian. Your background. Well, background yeah. is Iranian. So I yep. uh, came from um, Iran when I was 12. 12, yeah. The reason why we came here is my uh, the faith that I follow is the Baha'i faith. And in Iran, they, um, I guess, persecute Baha'is and they're doing that right now. Um, and they say that you know their uh, Baha'is are Russian spies and whatnot. And really, the pur- purpose of the faith is to unite mankind under one common cause, right? So for religious purposes, we were uh, a lot of Baha'is are being persecuted. So right. I couldn't get educated past year twelve, right? Yeah. It's not the faith. It's not the you know we say that uh, um, people that are Muslim are um, you know the bad people. No, people are people. It's just what they do with the faith. The the essence of a faith or a religion is positive it's what people do it's our limitations when someone gives you an idea and you hate on it you at the start you're the hater but then after a while you start following it because they prove that wrong and they realize that there's something good in it it's interesting like i even even talked about my mum and i and then we i come from a catholic background and mm. and you hear these stories in the news about you know catholic priests doing the wrong things and that but like i talked to I sort of talked to my mum the other day even and just it's a shame because there's so much good it's 99% amazing stuff these people do and yet you get the media I'm pointing at the TV right here um, they portray it as just <coughs> ugly and, and, and it's, it's a bad environment but there's so many amazing things come out of all types of religions yeah, yeah of course um, and yet it's a shame when people point out like the naysayers I guess if you like point out the real negative yeah. people and, and but media is BS to me anyway you know I've rarely watched the media especially like in Australia we live in a bubble like if you look at the internet you have valuable information that you can follow and when you're talking about can I just repeat that for listeners media is bullshit because I talk about it a lot and people <coughs> people question me about it people are like you don't watch the news and I'm like why would I want to watch the four murders that happened across between 23 million people last night you know what I mean like yeah. they managed to point out or the fire or like you it's either a fire on the, in, in a house or... A cat a, needs to be saved. cat needs to be saved, a baby elephant got born, and, uh, and that's your news every night. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, you really... Uh, we live in a bubble. And look, don't get me wrong, I love Australia. Like, this is my home. Yeah. Um, but it's just... And just media in general, you just got to be uh, mindful of the, the truth. And again, this comes back to independent investigation when these things come about. Again, we're talking about... Faith, it's the essence of it. And you're right, a lot of people will portray the, the faiths as bad. And I know we're digressing, but um, it really comes down to the essence of it. And whatever they say is true because that is actually happening in, in the time now. But you, if you go back to the essence of it, I mean, I, I believe that if um, a faith is causing disunity, it's best if it's not there at all. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, anyway, going back to, uh, the, the, I guess, a bit of my background because it, yep. it is yeah. interesting. Um, so you come in the year 2000 at. 12 years old yeah 12 years old so basically my mum passed away from cancer and she was a psychologist and she basically told my dad my last wish is for my kids to get educated and yeah. because we can't get educated past year 12 due to our faith um, the old man basically uh, brought us here wow and I can't fathom I'm sitting down having a coffee with you yeah. right now and just can imagine that I could be in a totally different environment yeah you know uh, back in Iran right now there's so many of the people that are in depression and the youth are just there's no work or there's just so much uh, poverty in, basically in, in back in Iran yet I'm here with such a I'm, I've been blessed to sit down and be able to have the opportunity to run a business have the yeah. opportunity to be able to look at the like in being such a beautiful country yeah. and it's just all really interesting yeah. now that um, I think that a lot of your success also comes to chance so you can be the best person that you are, but it comes down to the time and place and um, 
where you have been. So, for example, Bill Gates. This is actually a book I read about this. Um, how you know Bill Gates uh, was one of the his community was one of the first people that brought um, or in their library had the MS DOS computers. So he had thousands of hours of computing under his belt before the, anybody else had access to it. You know, so why his community than anybody else? So a lot of this stuff does come to ch- does come to chance as well. Yeah. You know being at the right place at the right time being born in the right era to have all these opportunities it's interesting even like I, you talk about chance as well I like to think of two of the Bill Gates for example I, I, I read an article the other day between 1975 77 and 84 about 8 years worth he had a total of 7 days off in 8 years mm. like even I'm sure there would have been other people in that, in that area too but not many people would have had you know the guts of course, to follow it up with 8 years can you imagine having not even missing some Christmases, basically, every year. So having maybe Christmas off a year, plus some years you work Christmas as well. Yeah, yeah. Like for eight years straight. Oh, I totally agree with that. And I think that your, your work ethic, uh, personally, I'm a workhorse. Like I said, 9 a.m. in the morning, I'm, I'm uh, well, sorry, 7 a.m. I'm up. Yep. I'm asleep by three. Yep. So, and majority of it is just work, right. possibly community service. Yeah. You know, so... You need to have backbone. You need to have that persistence. You need to have an end goal to follow. You know, set your uh, long-term plan of where you really want to be as a person. Then you put short-term plans. So, you, you know, I always go on a five-year plan, yep. right? And then base that on a yearly plan and then drop, break those down to quarterly. Yeah. Then what you can do, a successful person executes. So call them in three-month cycles. Executes, then reflects, and then... Um, basically finds out the areas of opportunity for the next quarter on how they can improve these areas. So it's plan, action, reflection that gets you to the end goal. You know, when, when someone, you, know, you can't be those people that sees the crappy advertising on extra and as a ripped dude or ripped girl saying, oh, I have Circle Pro, I've done this for 10 minutes and in six days I've got ripped abs. No, I know because I've been training for like nine years and I know that it takes so many yeah. more crunches than that yeah. to get there. Yeah. But it's just a matter of having the end goal, setting these short-term and long-term goals and be able to reflect on it. Mm. Every day, reflection is probably a key to success because yeah. then you identify your opportunities and see what you can do to fix them as a person. Yeah. So find like the hotspots, what's working, what's not, and then reviewing those things and then, and then making the necessary changes going forward. Exactly. To improve your results. Exactly. Talking about, it was actually interesting, I showed you this little thing of Gary Vanchuk just briefly before and it was interesting, like, um, he talks about the immigrant hustle and I guess w- with your background coming to Australia, um, you've got, I think the relative rule is people who come to Australia from, uh, it's not their original country, they have such a more of a hustle, I guess, or a, a desire to achieve. What do you think that is? Like, what do, do you think drive so many people to come to Australia because I believe we're in the best country in the world and I believe Melbourne's the best city in the world. I've done a bit of travelling and I think that's the case. I agree, um, I agree. Why do you think that is? Why do you think so many people who come to Australia absolutely dominate? Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, sitting in our office um, one night in the balcony uh, on a summer night looking at the stars and we're on the third level looking around me in Fitzroy and I think... Man, we are in the best, and this has been, we are, it's been rated consecutively as one of the best, Melbourne alone has yep. been rated as one of the best cities in the world, and we have the blessing, everyone here even listening to this podcast, yep. and please appreciate Melbourne and how great yeah, it is exactly right. um, that we live here. Now, this, the foreigner hustle, 
when <laughs> when someone is born into uh, I believe in in a community or in a okay or, or a middle class family that's doing well and there's such freedom and they're ex- they're pre exposed to this inf- uh, this environment, then they're usually content. But if you look at a foreigner who comes in from restrictions, comes from uh, poverty and comes from and every single person you look at even on Shark Tank the American version yep. look at majority of those guys were hustlers from Yugoslav and um, you know and these guys are all now multimillionaires right because they did not have the opportunity when you're restricted and your hands are tied behind your back you come into an open space and you you can appreciate the beauty and the opportunity that it provides all you want to do is seize the opportunity yeah, right yeah. and because they know that they don't, they did not have that. And when you are stripped away from your freedom, all you want to do is be able, be able to do whatever you can to, to seize it. So, and then some of these foreign families that do become wealthy, it's they what they do is they go, you know what? I never had these things, and it's true. Like my old man, when for fun, when I was twelve or thirteen, we were wealthy back in Iran. But my old man couldn't sell anything. We migrated here as refugees. So my dad left all his wealth, his business over there. We came here for fun. He would take me to Mega Mart at Chadston and he would walk around while me and my brother played on the PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. You know, that was our fun time. Wow, and, yeah. you know, he would buy us 50 cent cones. And I'm just thinking now, like, fuck me. That was just, <laughs> I can't believe that. You know, I'd always bring this up with, yeah. with the family going, look at where we were and where we are now. But when you don't have those, a lot of families uh, or business people that become successful, they go, I'm going to give every opportunity to my child because they didn't have that. But then you put that, put them into that same habit as the general population. You shouldn't do that. Everyone should work hard to their, yeah. uh, you know, you deserve what they get. So yes, if you're wealthy, great, you can give this opportunity to your child, but don't just hand it over to them. Mm. It becomes like the first generation I've seen, and it's in my own family. Yep. First generation becomes wealthy, like you know, they're a bunch of beggars. Yep. They <laughs> see the opportunity. Yep. These beggars become wealthy beggars, yep. and then. They give everything that they've got to the second child who maintains it. Yeah. Possibly the third child just throws, like, it throws it away. But if you appreciate what you went through and you realize that's the person that your environment and your uh, background is what made you today, well, why don't you replicate that for your child? Don't put him into hardship, but make him or her deserve it. So they can appreciate that more. If they want clothes, if they want, you know, from a child, you hard work pays off and that's what you have to teach to your child yeah. you know and it's such an important part of it, life isn't it interesting I was listening to this uh, another podcast with Robert Kiyosaki from Rich Dad Poor Dad and he talks a lot about like you have these um, people who are entrepreneurs build amazing businesses and super successful make the money whatever else and yet they go ahead and teach their children to become doctors or become lawyers and sort of get back in the system and have that sort of comfortable lifestyle but they've thrived get back in the factory yeah they've thrived by being entrepreneurs and really um, being on the grind and being on the hustle Um, I guess if you you had sort of tips for people who are maybe born into a a well off family or even middle class in Australia what sort of things would you recommend maybe like a teenager or, or a guy in their 20s do now to go to sort of realize um, that they need a hustle, need to lift their work rate and, and, and try and find that desire because a lot of people want to be, run multi-million dollar companies like yourself. What do um, what would you suggest they could do? Mm, good question. I'm going to digress a little bit. I'm going to bring, <laughs> it back, bring uh, give, you, give you the answer because it's going to really um, have, a, have a better impact. One, as 
any youth that possibly has the opportunity to listen to this, um, don't listen to the media when uh, you know they portray youth as the troubled kids, as you know it's the stage that they're going through. Um, you know whether it's drugs, not uh, you know just you know every youth knows what I'm talking about. That's wrong, um, and the the media uh, and, and the adults actually you know all our parents say that that oh you know it's youth it's the stage that we're going through and they give us the opportunity to be that person or the um you know individual that they portray us as the youth but that's wrong we have such a big role to play we have such a um big capacity and i know this because i've experienced this myself uh, that we can really we have we are individuals with great intellect and we need to utilize that um knowledge is power and all you have to do as an individual don't seek money don't seek wealth seek knowledge and if everyone can understand that then whatever you do you'll be successful you know because i can't say that you know being a lawyer is a bad thing or being a doctor is uh, going back into the factory is wrong no because we need those they 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 provide such a great service to humanity and they, they help the community so that's great um, you know, if wealth is not your main goal and it shouldn't be, then that's fine. Don't just don't listen to everyone. Make sure you in, investigate things for yourself. Find out your passion and follow your passion, irrespective of what it is. We are here once. Uh, we're here to make some sort of a difference. But have fun. Like it's you know, uh, school isn't it. Uh, I, I love school and I think education is the foundation of all human excellence. Yeah. But at the end of the day. Um, we're not here to be pumped out of a factory. Use the information to your best abilities and become the better version of yourself. Can I ask, okay, I've got to, because I know you reasonably well, and I've got a couple of stories you told me once. Tell me about, um, tell me about the story when you were looking to go into university and, and you were going through year 12. Just tell me about what sort of student you were oh, and, in year 12 <laughs> and then going into university. Tell me that little story you told me once. So basically I was a scumbag. <laughs> um, and um, I don't think teachers really like me very much. But it's okay. So I would say that it's not that I was a troubled kid because when I was thirteen, yep. my dad would buy me clothes from the from Kmart. Yeah, couldn't yep. afford it. Yep. He said, "Dad, I want better clothes." And he goes, "Son, you want better clothes? You go work for it." Yeah. I go fine. So I went and became a painter at the age of thirteen. 13. Yes, that painter. is very illegal. That was the first time I started work, <laughs> carrying twenty liter buckets as a thirteen year old up and down, you know, on on hills. But that. You know, I appreciated. Set the time. You know, yeah, it really did. Because then I go, shit, I don't want to be a painter. That's for sure. Mm. But it also gave me the time. So I was mature in a way outside of school. But in school, I just thought, you know what? I know I'm going to be an adult. So I was didn't listen at school. Uh, some teachers loved me. Some teachers hated me. One of them actually told me to go uh, dehydrate and die. A teacher told me this, <laughs> no but he had the right to. I was oh. a menace. You know, and I remember when I was in year twelve, um, one of the uh, school what is it called the uh, uh, career coaches or yes, career yep, counselors yep, yep. she goes to me i go hey i want to become i want to study entrepreneurship at um rmit and she goes to me oh you know there's four thousand applicants and the um enter is 86 maybe you look at you should look at up other opportunities and straight away i felt the hate and that's what i thrive on if someone tells me i can't do it yeah. i like to prove them wrong yeah. and i'm just sitting there i'm like you're meant to support me and this is you know what you do yeah. so Short story long, I, um, you know, since I was 16, I used to buy and sell cars. Yeah. I had a whole strategy behind it, you know. I realized that foreigners come into uh, the country and they want to buy, you know, a couple of thousand dollar uh, 
a card that's worth a couple of thousand dollars and then when they want to upgrade they would get something that's worth five to seven and then another uh, one above that would be 10 to 12 and then you've got the luxury cars when there are people that are wealthy so i had all this this strategy that i'd buy these uh couple thousand dollar cars and put five hundred dollars on them and make a quick buck out of them and make sure that so how old are you this, you're at 16 16 you're flipping cars Mate, i was hustling man that's what you can do you know I, I couldn't even drive and i was hustling cars and sometimes i wouldn't even go to school and i'd be looking at <laughs> auctions and i'd go and auction this 16 year old is like worked hard enough to be bidding on cars and wow. flipping them and then i got out of that as soon as the masses started realizing that hey like this you can make money off this so then that that was it but that gave me the opportunity to do a whole lot of stuff like invest in properties and so on um but just just quickly when did you first invest when did you first buy your property or invest in a property uh 18 with 18 yeah um but i'm I'm not the first one there's many others and the course that i did so many people did this now here's the funny thing so i wanted to work hard and uh, run businesses and this is the reason why i got into the course um, and the funny thing is how I got into the course is I went to the um, dean, I went to the course um, introductory uh, and so on and sent them an email saying, hey, look, uh, I might not be getting the best score. I might be sitting at, on 70s. However, this is what I've been doing since I was 13. Uh, this is the course for me and I'm, I'm an entrepreneur and I don't think that an enter is going to dictate the person that I am and my knowledge. Then I got a letter from the dean saying, you just pass and you're in um, the course. So I went and got that letter to the to the uh, career counselor. Go back to it. Yeah, and I said, look, don't please. Uh, here's here's a perfect example of why you should not be uh, disabling people. You should enable everyone and allow them to become the better version of themselves. Um, yeah, she was quite upset, but proud at the same time. So that's how I got into my course. And um, yeah. so I'm sitting there amongst people that are sitting on ninety enters. Like, really, <laughs> how much did you get? And I just laugh and just try to brush it off. But how I got through uni is probably more interesting. Where um, I knew that there was a better way of sitting in class and listening to this information because yeah, the internet it. was around, yeah. right? You and so many other people. Um, so what I did is, um, at the time I realized that, you know, using the internet, you can source work elsewhere and I wanted to be able to work, run possible businesses, but at the same time go through uni. And to be honest, I only went through university because that was my mom's wish before she yeah. passed away. Okay. So. Um, I started in, uh, interviewing a lot of um, people in the Philippines and there was an American expat who was basically a fan who had his masters in English, really uh, well spoken and um, you know, just the perfect candidate for me and it took me about a year to find and I'd pay them one fifth and it's a good wage for them of what I do, every assignment that would be handed to me, I pass it over to him, okay. he'd do the research, come up with the, the information and please don't, you know, um, take back my <laughs> university degree. I earned it, right? And what um, what they'll do is that he'd give me the assignment. I'd proofread it, make sure that it reads well, and I would learn from doing that. Then I'd hand the assignment in. So what I've done is that gave me the uh, time, and that's what I'm trying to do. This everyone should be trying to buy time. How can you delegate a task that does not need you? Then um, do other things that are more valuable. So this was one of them. Yeah. And I went through <laughs> university by learning a lot from university and delegating work, which is what I do now, and um, not actually sitting there and doing the research. I don't know if it's a good thing, it's just different. <laughs> that's, that's and and obviously you're fast. Oh man, that is so cool. Well, man, I'm gonna continue talking forever now, but I've got a final couple of questions for you, um, for the listeners out there. If you could recommend, I always ask every person I interview this, if you could recommend 
um, three books for people to read. Just if you had only three books to give to everyone on the planet to have a read of because they're the three best books you found, what would they be? Good question. I don't have them on top of my head, but one of them would be The Alchemist. Yeah, you definitely got to read The Alchemist. Yeah. Um, it's a great book. The other book uh, that I was reading is the the power the power of the brain. I believe it is. It's something that my partner uh, gave to me. So it talks about the the um, the power of the the mind. It actually, in the psychology side of it, because that's my my passion. So I love understanding the psychology behind um, everything. Really. Yeah. Um, and. What's the third book? That's a really good question. I'm trying to think of The Power of Now. Yeah. The Power of Now is a great book. That's a ripper too. Yeah. yeah. So that would probably that would be Eckhart, Eckhart Tolle. Eckhart Tolle. Yeah. yeah. The audiobook is a bit of a drainer because it's just the, whoever is doing I've done the, the audiobook. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I zoned out after the third, yeah. um, third chapter. So I started reading the book. But, you know, my main interest besides business and so on is health. Um, pharmaceuticals and medical really? industry and yeah. yeah so I, and the other one is actually Peter Glitton the MD Emperor Wears No Clothes brilliant book was it Peter Peter Glitton he's Glitton. a naturopath okay I know I'm going left field but you know uh, besides running businesses and yeah. so on which is something that I love doing yeah I love learning about um, uh, the medicine and how it all basically works and um, how we've been fed so much lies through various platforms <laughs> and Peter Glitton is yeah. one of them look he gives it plenty he's very passionate with what he does he can actually he's got a uh, YouTube channel that people can follow um, but again move away uh, or try to um, remove yourself from the passion that he gives you and look at the information objectively and some brilliant information mm. um, and he talks about uh, you know how the difference between an MD and a naturopath and that how the industry changed the whole industry from the time it, it's a it's such a good book and yeah. it actually talks about the best way of um, uh, the, the best nutritions or the, sorry the best um, food that you can consume and how you can be at your best state yeah. which is which is great Fascinating. final question I guess with your own business now where do you see yourself going over the next few years and and the business obviously is continually growing at a rapid mm. rate mm. Um, what do you hope to achieve, say, in the next you know three to five years? Like, where do you want to be? That's a really good question because that's something that I've been thinking about in the last um, couple of weeks. And uh, the main shareholder of the company was, you know, we were having a chat on our platform called HipChat. Um, chat, I've heard of that? Yeah, it's basically, you know, because we've got a global company, um, it's a great platform to be able to communicate, create groups and stuff. I don't want to advertise them, but yep. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're having a chat because you, you know, you, you got to think about what you want to do because yep. uh, being stagnant in the same role and doing the same thing bores you. You know, it's to me, I'm not chasing wealth. I'm chasing knowledge. Yep. And, and uh, I think I've fulfilled the role that I'm in now and I want to move from that. So um, seeing where I want to be, I want to be able to, in the next couple of years, I definitely want to see myself outside of this particular role. It could be possibly consulting, um, sort of larger organizations on um, being able to create unique selling propositions, which 95% of businesses don't have, mm. learn how to create the right processes to add value to their business, um, and which is again, something that I see so many people that don't have. Yeah. Um, and really be able to uh, make a positive change. But personal development, 
Good question. I'm, I'm, I'm still trying to investigate as to where I want to be personally. Um, I'm actually looking at maybe starting a business. I don't want to go too far into yep. it. Once I action it, that could be something that I'll share with you. We're going to have to get you back on and talk about <laughs> maybe in a few, couple of months, a few months' time, we'll get you back on and talk because there's so much more. We can sit here all day talking, but we're going uh, to wrap it up there. Uh, really, man, I, want to, I actually want to acknowledge you for coming on today and having a chat. I know you're super busy and I really appreciate you and um, acknowledge for all the work you've done. Uh, you're a superhuman being. Uh, I'm excited <laughs> <you>. to um, <laughs> um, hang out with you and I, I learn something every time. So, um, acknowledge you for all that and thanks again and we'll have to um, catch up again soon thanks James thanks for having me it's been a pleasure and hopefully uh, for anyone out there actually listening to to this uh, podcast James O'Connor is, uh, is a champion himself so if you want to follow <laughs> him and um, he's uh, got quite a, a lot of good networks that he's going to um, I guess uh, do podcasts on so if you can get on to him early you'll be able to um, gain a lot of knowledge which is what you really should be about so yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, it's, it's been a pleasure. Awesome, man. Cheers. No worries.